Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only that do not represent any other individual or organization. Carl, somehow we have made it to episode 39, and no one has been able to stop us yet. 39. I know. That's great. Stop us. Stop us before we reach 40. No. We, we have to continue. We do? They, they, will, they will show up at our door with pitchforks, tar, and feather us if well, we there do are, not you know, continue. Some of these folks are in Melbourne. I mean, how fast is the ship going to be to get here to it's do It's a 12-hour flight. There's no ships anymore from Melbourne, is there? Melbourne? Oh, you know what? You're killing my romantic image of travel now. Yeah. You, you're, you're hurting me. I'm, I mean, I'm a few years from retirement, and already you're popping my balloon, Carl. I, I think of sea travel and cruising like Titanic movies. It just doesn't, it you, won't. You know, and of course you had to go right right to the devastation, yes. right right to the to the horribility. Because it happens. All it right. did. What about tubing? Oh, you know, that's not allowed anymore. You can't tube down the Niagara River anymore. Why? What has come of this world? Something about it being dangerous. To who? I suppose to the tuber. I suppose sitting on a jet ski is dangerous to some certain NFL players. Did, did you play a musical instrument in high school? Was it the tuber? I, I will not. Or was it more any, of a Honda? Any musical interest at Nothing. all in high Nothing. school. It'll ruin my image. I think your musical instrument was probably your stereo. In my car. In your car? Yes. Track or something. Okay, Anyways. jumping right ahead, we're going to skip <laughs> Frank's what day it is, National no, no, Day of, or anything. We're, we're, we're we all set get... for that because it chimes in. No, go ahead. Well, you've got some announcements. Two. Some scheduling. Just, just two. Uh, I just want to bring up the uh, Saturday, the 29th, which is rapidly approaching if you're looking at your calendars right now. It's the family camp out over at Veterans Park. It's $10 a campsite. And register, of course, at tonawandarec.com. Uh, give them a call. Register online. It's 10 bucks. It's Saturday. Hopefully the weather will turn out a little bit nicer than what it's forecasted to be. I looked into that. Apparently uh, I would have to rent children in order for me to be there. It's supposed yes, don't, to be this family environment. Yeah, family. Just, don't, don't just show up, you know, in the white van. and. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. What else you got on the list, Carl? Uh, coffee with a cop. It's Come gonna, on. Going to be very popular in the city of Tonawanda. Coffee with a cop. Yep, uh, we're going to start right off on August second at Burger King on Delaware Street, there, right by the uh, canal and confluence of the Elka Creek. There, it's going to be from nine to ten. Chief Klotz is going to be buying, and it's an opportunity for the citizenry to have a conversation with a cop and meet them under better circumstances than being pulled over or a <laughs> loud knock at your door. So it's free. Show up, coffee with a cop. And there's also going to be a few more along the way on August 9th, the 16th, August 24th, August 30th, day before my birthday. So if you see me there, feel free to shower me with birthday gifts. and Maybe I'll buy you a breakfast croissant something. Song or well, something. I, no. You know, I'll share my fries or right, something like that. That's nice. And uh, September 6th, they're going to be at Tim Hortons on Delaware Street. Fantastic. That's about it. That, Moving around the I, city. I don't want to take up too much of our time because we have some very well, important guests. We, we have so another we announcement. We have to stay on top of this stuff. Uh, uh, all right. We have I the tried. Con we I have the confirmation. Saturday, September 9th. 
We, it is the second annual Canal City Oktoberfest. Uh, we've confirmed the Polka Boys, who are the house band for a, one of our local favorite German Wait restaurants. It's the Polka Boys? The Polka Boys and the Frankfurters, who have actually played Oktoberfest in Munich. Uh, they were here last year, and the turnout was awesome. Their claim yeah. to fame. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's going to be down at the uh, Canal Street, which Good. technically is number one Main Street one main. in the city of Tonawanda here. Great place. Uh, we're going to have the authentic German food. Of course, the beer, Prosper Brewing, is brewing a special Oktoberfest for the city of Tonawanda cool. again. Um, of course, the music. There's going to be a wine garden. Open up the year to a craft show. And if you happen to have a uh, vintage German automobiles, we're going to set aside a section for vintage German automobiles. What, what year is considered vintage? You know what? It, it's kind of funny. Vintage is kind of a funny 2000 word. 2000 and older? Well, you know what? Technically, you know, when you're talking about equipment, yeah. conventional means the oldest version. Uh -huh. So between conventional and vintage, I get a little bit lost. But when we're talking so about that, I'm, I'm not, 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 your, not your 2014 Jetta. A no. bug. No. Bugs, you know, buses. There's, Sirocco's, things, dune buggies. Old BMWs, yeah. old Mercedes. Oh, okay. These are all German-type right. German cars, so that's going to be there. Fine. Now, the segue is, did you know there was a special day that this month was? And this is the segue. Yeah. It was it's National always... Day of Play Month. Yes. Yes. And with, it, with that in mind, we have some special guests in the studio, if we can call it that. Uh, we have Marianne and Lindsay from the City of Tonawana Neighbors United. Welcome to our hovel. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for coming, ladies. We're happy to be here. How happy? Extremely happy. So on a scale of Elated. 1 to 10. 12. 25. A 12. A 25. Oh. Look at it. She doubled wow. down. We're talking wow. about play, so thank I'm pretty excited. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. Now, we've been trying to coordinate a schedule for this for some time. It's mostly my fault, because Carol will tell you that, so I might as well admit to it anyways. <laughs> um, how are you? What's new? What's going on? What is City of Tonawana's Neighbors United? Yeah, let's start off with the basics. Um, we're a six-member group, essentially a grassroots uh, group of citizens from City of Tonawanda, and we're dedicated to making a difference in our community through various citizen-led activities. So essentially, we look for opportunities, you know, that we think the community would enjoy, and we figure out how to make it happen. So I do want to just mention our members so that um, everybody's aware. My name is Marianne Kinsella. As the president, Lindsay Jelski is the play coordinator. Um, Sam Moscato is our treasurer. Tiffany Zier is our secretary, and our other two members are Kyle Fruhoff and Tim Jelski. So we do a ton of work with six core members. That, that is a small group with the amount of stuff that you guys do put out there. What are the, some of the things that you've already done this year before we get to what's up and yeah, coming? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in May, every year, we host a plant swap at Elmwood Park. So we've already done that. Our citywide yard sale, I think this was the third year, third year. for the citywide yard sale, generally in June. Um, we do pop-ups for the smaller children starting in May. We host teen ward events, so teen events for middle school to high schoolers. Um, and that's everything that we've done yeah. so far. And what is a pop-up? Yeah. I was just going to say, explain a pop-up. So what it is is we do pop-up playgrounds. And the concept comes from the UK. In the UK, they have adventure playgrounds. So it's an area that's uh, parents are hands off, adults are hands off, and it's the kids are in charge. The kids, 
everything is kid-led. They build things, they break things, they are risky, they're messy, they're loud. Um, and so this was our way to kind of create that here and have it be portable because we don't have a dedicated space. So we're able to have it for a few hours, break it all down, take it home, but we can still hold those same core values of child-led, risky, messy, parents sit back at our events. So the pop-up playgrounds run from May through September, September being our day of play, um, and we hold them at Niawanda Park from 10 a.m. until 12. Typically, they are the third Saturday of the month, and when you drive by, it looks like a whole bunch of garbage is thrown on the lawn. And we fill it with cardboard boxes, tubes, fabric, balls, um, spray, spray bottles. We had a rope ladder this past weekend that was a big hit. The kids loved climbing it. Um, a hamster wheel, which is a, a sewer drain that's like four feet tall. Uh, and the kids push it up the hill and then they roll down in it. You don't um, bring four-foot hamsters, though. No, definitely that not. That sounds a little That would dangerous. be a movie. Although that would be interesting. We're working on it, though. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so we have all of these loose parts, they're called. So loose parts are, are essentially play components that don't have an end result. So if you have a race car track, the goal is the car goes around a race car track. These are all components that don't really have a true purpose, and so it's more imaginative, more creative. It helps children's development and problem-solving, and... That's what we kind of focus the pop-up playgrounds on. Um, and it's they started in 2019, and it went from 30, 40 kids to now this past weekend was probably one of our largest, which I'd say maybe well over 70 families showed up. That's fantastic. How do you measure your success in development? Like, How do you know that what they're doing is actually measurable, helping them to be creative and socialize? How's so, that happening? So for me, and I'll, I'll, I view the success of it differently than other people will because I like the science behind it. For me, it's when I see the adult comes up to me while their kid is doing something and they're saying, I never thought to keep the box. I'm going to keep the Chewy box or the Amazon box now. Or, you know, I wasn't going to let them go down the hill in the hamster wheel because that's a little scary for the four-year-old, but we've strategically placed posters throughout the area. So next to the hamster wheel that goes up the hill, there's a sign that talks about risky play and why it's important and what it does for development. So we've kind of hijacked the parents' vision from what their child's about to do to reading why it's important they're about to do this. And it kind of like calms their nerves. You're speaking of the generation that didn't wear bicycle helmets. Yeah. Uh, we had metal wheels on our roller skates. This monkey, is what we're trying to bring back. Over, yeah. Monkey bars over asphalt. Parking yeah. Parks yeah. Swings, in kindergarten. Swings that you could stand on and do 360 yep. degrees. They didn't have times. the little speed. No. The speed stopper inside the gears now. But but you're more you're you're still more controlled. I mean, it is it, it is an extension of more fun, more engagement. There's more no hatchets on the on, on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Yeah, but I have hopes in the future we'll have like a little risk zone that will allow for saws and hammers and nails and woods and kids will create it. Cat juggling, I don't know. We all love cats. I mean, that would be hard. If you'd like to, if you'd like to bring that, we'd consider it. (laughs) No, this 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 is an extraordinary amount, and and I'm 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 poking light of it, but there is a lot of science behind it Mm -hmm. as far as uh, developmental benefits, and. yeah, let's face it, I mean, our, our kids now, 90% of the time, they got their nose stuffed into a cell phone. 
What have you heard from parents with regard to that? Is, are they seeing changes in their children's focuses, what they want to do? Yeah, so if we look at some of the teens, we'll have some parents of the teens who will say, you know, instead of them coming inside and playing the video games all weekend, they got with other friends and they went to the park or they started their own kickball game. So we've heard that from some parents where like they started, middle school kids started a whole hide and go seek thing within their neighbor's yards. So we'll see the elements of play for the teens and then for the younger kids, it's already there. It's innate, like they're born with that desire to play. It's really about the parents allowing it to take place. So it's, the kids are going to naturally do it, and we can see that, and it's really about the parents just kind of stepping back and allowing for the loudness or the mess or the pile of boxes in the living room like right, I have right now and letting the kids explore it uh, and, and create their own because once you allow it, their creativity levels are going to continue to go, and there's a phenomenon called the fourth grade slump where in all cultures across the globe, children's creativity and imagination are increasing. And by the time they get into that fourth grade age, so like eight, nine, it starts to decrease because we start to put different demands and pressures on children. So we take away their creativity and their play. But if we can allow them to continue onward, they will actually be more creative, more imaginative, better to handle problem solving skills. You know, we can see all of that increase if we can allow it to go longer into childhood. And I think one of the events, you know, we started last year was Teen Wars because we both have teenagers, middle school, and I have a high schooler, and we just, there's not a lot for that age group to do in the city. So we provide them a safe space to hang out with their friends, do activities. Sometimes it's just playing board games, making pizzas. In the summer, we do it at parks. You know, we have water games, kickball, capture the flag, and the amount of kids that come a lot of repeats, they bring a lot of new friends. It's just amazing to see the response to those events. Because, you know, with the little kids with the pop-ups, their parents bring them, they want them, they have a great time. But the, a lot of the teens are coming on their own, they're riding their bikes. And, I mean, I think that's been very encouraging yeah. to and, us. And we had a, one of the teen wars last summer. There was a group of girls, they were all seventh grade girls. And they were like, can we go play on the playground? I was like, yeah, of course, go play on the playground. And they could not get over the fact that an adult told them at that age that they were allowed to go play on a playground because we have stopped them from doing that. Or we think, as adults, we stop or we think they're going to do something else. And really, they just wanted a place to hang out. And they climbed up. They sat on top of the tube. And those girls were giggling and happy all night. And they easily spent an hour. And all we did was we just provided the space and the opportunities and we let them control what they wanted to do. I, I live very proximal to the to the, uh, the Broad Street playground that was just redone. And I, I have seen where uh, adults bringing their small children are kind of chasing the teens away. But when the smaller, ch and I, I understand there's, there's some trepidation. I'm not picking on parenting at all. When the teens are there by themselves, they're typically very well behaved, laughing, and actually embracing some sort right. of uh, childish behavior that doesn't involve their cell phones, exactly. <laughs> doesn't involve the video game home. I was the youngest of seven in a large family, so the playing with boxes, I mean, I had enough submarines and, and uh, aircraft and spacecraft when I was before the age of nine mm -hmm. uh, based on that stuff. What brought you guys to put this together? What turn the corner? Was it having your own kids or was it something else or a combination? I've wanted to do 
um, I have a master's from Buff State that's in creativity. So for me, this is something that I've wanted to do since I learned about this concept of the science behind play. So I had a professor, he introduced me to Dr. Stuart Brown. I met Dr. Brown last year, which was like a full circle for me. And it was really just, I believe in this, I see it. I myself don't necessarily play in the way that one would think is playing, but I'm just a different version of play. I direct it, I create it, and that is me playing. I just won't get on the ground and necessarily play with the toys. And for me, it was just this desire to want to do it. And then I told Marianne the one day, I'm like, this is what I want to do. And she's like, okay, we'll pick a date and let's just do it. And that was 2019, and we've just continued to push it since. Yeah, well, we had this group that was formed late 2018 out of the Zombie Home Grants, really kind of started by the city, but a separate entity. Yeah, so I came in kind of in the beginning, um, and there was a bunch of different groups all separated, not a ton of direction. So we were trying to figure out what's our future, what's our vision? And, you know, Lindsay said, hey, I've been wanting to do this. I said, well, this is the perfect avenue for it because we already have this group. You know, let's just get it together. Let's pick a date and get out there. And, you know, in 2019, May, I think we did our first one. And it was right outside the windows. Yeah, right Clinton, at, Park. Clinton Park. And that's really, I think, what catapulted this group and kind of put us forward were these pop-up play dates. I mean, yeah, it, it's really just... We wanted to do it, let's do it, and we couldn't have imagined what everything kind of turned into. So your outreach to the community is through social media, of course, and meetings, and you have a wish list of items that you would like people to donate, bring, drop off. Uh, we'll pick up. We'll, you'll pick up. So... What are some of those most needed items that you're constantly going through that you need replacement all the time? What are some of those? And then, of course, uh, give us a phone number if available and your web address and your Facebook uh, profile name. Yeah. So, um, like, appliance size boxes are the hot ticket item because those are large, right? Um, we get donations all the time of the Chewy boxes, Amazon boxes, shoe, shoe box size boxes. So we'll always take boxes. Um, and then we also look for bubbles and shaving cream because we'll use that for the day of play, um, which is a whole other creation in itself. Um, but the, so the appliance size boxes, bubbles, um, really just it's random stuff that people don't necessarily think of, like cartons or like the crates. Or um, well, musical instruments. Musical instruments. We started incorporating guitars, you know, mm -hmm. that a local music shop couldn't sell, couldn't use, but we can use them. They're perfectly fine. Yeah. And, and it's okay that they're beat up because yeah. it's not intended to, you know, go play concerts with. It's more for the exposure and the an kids orchestra. being able yeah. to play with it without the doll being, oh, no, you're going to break this, get this, this instrument. Um, so really it's, it's all those little random parts that you have that brief moment where you're like, oh, that would be a really fun hat, you know, and it's, it's, it's a box or something. Um, but we have, people have do donated PVC pipe and we didn't have a purpose for it yet. And then, you know, the idea came of what to do with it. And now we have a whole bunch of PVC and a whole bunch of elbows and now kids create sculptures with it. And then we got pool noodles. So pool, pool noodles are another piece. Um, you, you hit home with me when you're talking about the musical instruments because I think the introduction of music, obviously you, you 
got a, a higher degree. The parts of the brain that that stimulates, the creativity that it brings on, when did that become a component of the days of play and the pop-ups? So the musical part, ju the instruments just started this year. Um, so we were just able to bring in that aspect. But it's always existed because the kids will take items and turn them into drums. Kids will take the big carpet tubes and they'll start to hum and make noises through them. So the, the part is there because it's through play. But now we're actually bringing in true pieces, whether it's the maracas or the guitars, um, that they can actually engage with and actually have the true item to play with. Is that list somewhere? We do have a wish list. It's on our COT Neighbors Facebook page, which is, um, you can just search for COT Neighbors United. Right. And then our website, which is cotneighbors.com as well. Yep. And for Facebook, it's pinned right up at the top um, of what the wish list items are. And, uh, and then merging into the day of play, that's a whole other list of, of items that we look for, from bird food to art supplies to... Um, sand, soap, soap, <laughs> sand, spray soap. I would like to get soil and have a mud area oh. as well. Um, so really push that messy aspect. Um, but even just like big, like the five gallon water jug, so we can transport the water to have a water play station. Yeah. Um, so those those are other items that we're looking for um, and, and always in need of. Well, the day of play. So that's September sixteenth. Again, right? 10 to 2. 10 at to Vets 2. Park. Up um, in Veterans Park? Okay. Yes. And we do have, if anybody wants to sponsor, we also take sponsorships. So that information can be found on our website or Facebook because you, the supplies do cost money. So we'll take donations, but then we do purchase a lot of items in order to, you know, mm -hmm. provide the day of play. And now, now, this is a small core group, as you said, but that's you have some people that show up and help a little bit, yes. but you, you would like more members, wouldn't you? We would love more help, <laughs> whether it's just coming to an event, helping set up, helping take down, um, or if somebody wants to get a little more involved. You somebody know. with a pickup truck to help move stuff, yeah, maybe, absolutely. you know, yes. just a driver, yeah. maybe. So, yeah. um, so We have really. someone who, who's taken the, you know, her, her goal is to collect the boxes for us. She calls and collects the boxes for us. So like even little things like that is a huge weight off of our back that we don't have to worry about. Um, so... Having people join us and, and help is always great. Even those high school kids that need the um, community hours, can we can sign off on those. Tell us about your expanding outreach, that you're not just in the city of Tonawanda, that you recently had a visit so, someplace else. So wait, 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 wait. You're defecting to the other <laughs> side? What, what is this? So um, I have been going to play conferences, and I went to the International Play Association USA conference in Texas this past October and was able to actually present about our pop-up playgrounds there. And um, after the conference and after I presented, um, I now can, I am now sitting as their chair for the International Play Association USA's pop-up playgrounds Go section. Lindsay, that's so fantastic. because of this, wow. so because of this, I said, let's do a national day of play. So now IPA USA's National Day of Play will be the third Saturday of September. COT gets to lead the way with, with the, um, the day of play as the national level at this point. Um, but even back in April when we did the, the cleanup at the canal, we also got international coverage with that because IPA USA presented um, 
to play uh, through Play Scotland through IPA World. So right through IPA World about what we did incorporating play with a garbage cleanup. That's amazing. So we were able to receive a grant from Play Scotland to do that. We received mm -hmm. a grant last year to buy the foam machine through IPA USA. But I mean, we just did a pop-up last month at Maryvale High School yes. as well. So other communities and schools are recognizing what we're doing, reaching out, you know, having Lindsay and our group come in and also do some training possibly too, mm -hmm. because we can't be everywhere, right? So now right. our goal is to kind of lead the way show people how to do this so they can do it in their own communities also. Hopefully there's a lot of like-minded individuals out there. They're out there and they and just need just someone to tell them how to do it. Yeah. 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 Because I'm sure a lot of people would say, you know, that'd be really good to do here, but eh, how do I start? Who do yeah. I need? And But see, even this past week we had a woman who is from here, lives in Texas, was talking about how amazing this would be able to do in Texas. She's in an area that I know somebody who's in the play group, so who goes to play conferences in the same city. So we made that connection for her. So hopefully they can spawn and turn this into their own thing in Texas now too. So it's really about just making those connections for people and, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is connections and talking about it. And, you know, your agenda certainly is all about children and teaching them, you know, it's okay to go and do this. And risky behavior and play mm -hmm. uh, certainly has its benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, it's how we learn how not to do something. You know, exactly. Don't touch the stove. Why? That's, oh, that's how you why. learn it and <laughs> yeah. how to problem solve throughout it. Right. And how do I figure out getting out of this? Marian, what else do you need us to know about the well, City of Neighbors? Really, I wanted to just talk about one of our upcoming events, which is the fourth annual Historic Home Tour. Oh. So, yes. All right, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm you, your kind castle? of an aficionado on such things. Is okay. your castle part of the uh, Tour of France? Well, well no, it could no. be. Why? It could be. We may have to talk to you. So, um, you know, this is it's September 23rd from 12 to 4. We do charge. So it's one of our bigger fundraisers besides the day of play. Tickets are $20. And, you know, we usually have like five to ten houses. They open their doors. You can walk through. It's self-guided. So... Certain houses might have areas roped off. Others are a free-for-all, you know, and we sell wristbands. We have volunteers at each house, and we, you know, research history on the houses. We provide a booklet with all the history. The homeowners are there. We serve hors d'oeuvres, some drinks. I mean, it's a great community event. It's so much fun. So I welcome everybody. We're going to start selling tickets um, early August for that to okay. join us, or if you have a house that would be... Um, suitable for the historic home tour, we'd love to hear from you. because now, Is that something that they can pre-purchase online? Yes, we do sell tickets via Square, so we have a link. We'll have it on Facebook. We'll have it on our website. Um, we'll take checks or cash, too, but we find that online purchases is just so much easier. And again, that's cotneighbors.com. Yes. And then, of course, the Facebook page, COT Neighbors United, is the address. Now, the Stark Home Tour, this is not your first time going through this. No, we started, I think it was, this is our fourth year. Fourth we had year. to skip a year for COVID. So yeah. um, we've perfected it at this point. You know, we had it kind of tours and groups in the beginning, but now it's more like the larger home tours in other areas where it's self-guided. We give you a map. We give you information on the houses. You go to the ones you want whenever you want during the time frame of 12 to 4. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, you're, you're always looking to do more stuff, and as if this isn't enough. I mean, it is a mountain <laughs> of stuff. Let's take okay. on some more let's activities. Go, give, it, give us a sneak peek of things that you're 
maybe reviewing to add in coming years? So for a few years, we've been wanting to do like a, histor a historic haunted walk in the city. Um, so, so that's out there. We've been talking about the last few years, it would be in October, but you know, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of research. So if anybody's interested, you know, we'd love to find areas in the city that have ghost stories or, you know, some type of haunted yeah. air about them. But we have a few people at the Historical Society that would absolutely love to yeah. point you, you know, to a couple of places that stories have been, you know, mm -hmm. told for generations. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm not sure we can pull it off this year, but it's something that we really, really want to do. Yeah. So... Yep. And we're also looking at doing um, adult play days as well. Oh, yeah. We might be able to pull one off in August, um, but we're looking to do an adult play day too. You know, adults could bring their beverages and we can just, again, have different areas of opportunity for play and adults can go play volleyball with the big ball or... Yeah. And it, builds, it builds that social environment, the interaction. Yeah, it builds the community. COVID, COVID shut absolutely. everybody up inside and... Yeah. Now we got to peel those hard shells off and, and get back mm -hmm. to life. So let me let me ask you a, a question. Separate answers, of course. What where is your favorite park in the city of town? I wanted to hold your events at, Lindsay. Um, well, it depends what it is. So for Teen Wars, I like Elmwood Park because of all of the trees and the grass, and it's kind of like that old school park community. But then for the pop-up playgrounds, I absolutely love Niawanda because you have the bathrooms, the water, you have the foot traffic, people driving by wondering, what is this? So you're already posing the question. Um, so I like those two parks. She stole my answer, but I like Elmwood Park. It's a blank slate, honestly. So it's a great open space. That's We, we host our pop-ups there. I mean, not our pop-ups, our plant swaps are there. Teen Wars, we can almost do anything because there's nothing in our way. So Elmwood Park is by far my favorite. I was asked, so I might as well ask it here. Teen Wars, why couldn't you call it Teen Games or Teen Olympics or something? Or, so, so Teen Wars. It's about the nostalgia. It's the nostalgia. That's not fun. It brings like a little mental image for the kids that want to show up. I get a war, you, you water balloon war, egg Yeah, we did war. Nerf Wars yeah. a couple yeah. months ago. We, we were trying to appeal to the teens. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's like something that's a perfect name for it because it attracts you know, wars. Exactly. And you try to homogenize it at a, hey, let's all sit down. I'm waiting for the bicycle demo derby to, to get involved in. Now we're talking. <laughs> we're now hoping we're talking. for a bike parade. We're working on that. Okay. So, you know, again, it's kind of like that nostalgia. I always think of like Sandlot, the movie, right? That generation, that type of play where the kids have that community and it's that just that wholesome community group, kind of right. bringing that back. Thrown out the door after breakfast and come back. Go for dinner. come back later. Make sure you're home and you for just put the dinner trust out and, the, there. and then after that, streetlights. Right, uh, and just like Frank, just like what you were saying, you know, when the teens are out there in that playground, they're not doing the wrong thing. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing at that age. Right. You know, like they're doing all the right things. We just have to remember that. Kids will do that. Yeah. So I, I hope to bring perfect. Back, like, Frank and I on. did it. Frank and I did a show uh, a while back about um, cell phone use, games, oh. addictions to electronic devices, and how to separate them from those devices and actually get them out of the house, out of the basements, out of their rooms, and with people, human beings, face to face, instead of texting all the time, and utilizing 
their creativity and exploring socialization mm -hmm. and becoming a social society again. Mm -hmm. Because right now, life, how right? do you become yeah. an artist if you never it, doodled in your notebook? It, it's absolutely horrible. We, you know, if, if you've ever gone to a dinner at a restaurant, there's a family there. They're not talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Each of them are on their cell phones or something else. Or it, it's just that's not a family event. Well, it's, right. it's also physically impairing. Uh, it's a fact. As soon as you bend your neck, an average, an average young adult to, to an old adult like me, the moment you bend your neck, even at a 30-degree angle to look at your cell phone, you're putting 50 pounds of pressure on your cervical spine. Mm -hmm. And so that's why chiropractors damaging. are seeing younger kids yeah. more and more. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give the ambush question. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Here okay. we go. Here we go. It's not that hard. I want one of you to give me the first sentence of your mission statement as you see it and somebody to put the bow on it. Tell me the next sentence in your mission statement. The big picture. Who wants to start with I think the, we got it. Just yeah. two, one sentence each. We're, again, we're the, the grassroots community group that's all about bringing everyone together. and. Yeah, I think we're just looking to build a better community. You know, when you know your neighbors, you're more willing to help out. You're more willing to go the extra mile, I think. It's, you know, we just want to make this world a better place, but you have to start within your own community. I think you should take this quote, go back, listen to this podcast, take that, and put that mission statement on there. I love it. Because that really drives it home. Yeah. yeah. That's Wonderful. fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in today. Carl, have, have, we, have we taunted them enough? Or shall I taunt them again? I, they yeah. look like they've had it. They look like they've had it. <laughs> well, it looks like they've got a very busy schedule and a lot of things to do and a lot yes. of things coming up. So, um, you know, thank you very much for coming, and we hope we have you again. And once again, the Facebook page, COT Neighbors United, that's the Facebook, and on the web at cotneighbors.com. And congratulations on the accolades, and uh, just thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, thank you for your service, because... Kids are our future, and somebody's mm -hmm. got to take care of me when I'm that old. So yeah, that's a good absolutely. And, and they'll be able to play with you with boxes and cardboard <laughs> tubes. Mm -hmm. Now listen, when you talk about old people and a box you can fit in, that's not really the conversation. <laughs> model rockets for the day of play. We'll model, rockets. model rockets. Model rockets. Those are cool. Drones that can lift small children yeah. and other things. We'll get those coming. <laughs> I know. Carl, your, your, your parting thoughts, not parting shots. Parting thoughts. Well, Keep it nice. Th this episode that we've just put together, 39, uh, has been a pleasure, a real pleasure. And it, it fits right in with, you know, helping somebody out and doing a good deed, you know, all of my, uh, my parting comments. But, of course, you know, never look down upon somebody unless you're helping them up. And do a good deed today, tomorrow, and the next day. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be around for the next time. And, uh, Frank, it's been a pleasure once again. Pleasure as always. And, and let's take the theme from today's show. It is actually engaging your community, being involved in your community, doing things that are positive, not just for yourself, but for those younger, for those older, and those you're staring right in the eye. Community service is not a job. It's a feeling. It's a sense. It's emotion. Ladies, thank you again so much for coming in today. Look forward to having you again at some point in time if you can deal with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe get some updates on uh, next year. They may agenda. not. They may not. Oh, we will 100% come yeah. back. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thanks so much for popping in, and we'll see you at episode 40, Carl. Wow. Yeah. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.